podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Looking for a new career? Welcome to Do HVAC Training Service Center in North Charleston. Enroll today in our comprehensive HVAC training hands-on field experience-based program covering troubleshooting, maintenance, installation, and more on various HVAC systems and ductwork. We offer EPA and NAIT preparation and testing along with various certifications. Enjoy payment options. Take advantage of their November specials. Achieve certification in under five months. Enroll now for your new journey of skill development and career advancement. Log on to DEWH HVACTrainingSC.com to register. G'day, I'm James. Welcome to the Australian Opinion on Formula One here at the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, we review qualifying at the Australian Grand Prix. And I'm joined by my friends and yours with the newest microphone of all, Tommy T. G'day, mate. Does it sound good? Well, only time will tell. Yes. Time will be the edit that I do shortly after this. And TJC Electrical. G'day, mate. And data. And data. Data. Get it right, boys. Get it right. How are you? <laughs> Hello, listener. Um, great to have both of you uh, guys. <laughs> the Australian Grand Prix. How the circus. Good. The circus is here. TT, um, you live closest to the track. Yep. Tell us your whole thoughts. What's, what's I don't the vibe? like the Australian Grand Prix anymore. I've changed my mind very quickly. <laughs> uh, I live a couple of kilometres from Albert Park and it is a nightmare right now. Um, the whole circus has come here and I don't know if any of them know why they're at Albert Park, but there's a party happening and sometimes some cars go around the track is kind of what I've decided. Yes. Uh, but, yes, we're very excited for the on-track stuff, so that's what we'd like to talk about, I'm sure. Yes. Campy, we've had a couple of days now of – Oz Grand Prix action on the Thursday. There was supercars and Porsches, um, of which you've ordered one. You've ordered a brand new Porsche, haven't you? I have. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Um, you ordered it when the red flag happened at the end you of the just had five minutes to <laughs> just throw an order in. <laughs> just go to our Instagram page. Uh, if, you, if you listen and you're not following us on Instagram, do yourself a favor, jump over there because every opportunity I get to take the piss out of Campy, uh, I take it. Um, and there is a brilliant post already there, so you won't regret that. Uh, but over Overall, overall, Campy. Uh, I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, the the Formula One season has started. It has officially, officially, yeah. officially Melbourne this week, and yeah, it's been a great weekend thus far. Lots of on track action, bit of weather thrown in for mm. jeopardy at times across all jeopardy. categories, which is good. Uh, qualifying, which we've literally just finished, was excellent. It's just what we wanted to see. Yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. What about, what, uh, about the junior formulas, Formula 2, Formula 3, first time that they've existed here? Have you seen any of it? Not I those? have. I have. The uh, qualifying on Friday was an interesting for F2, a lot of wet. Uh, our boy Jackie Doon, he's not doing much this weekend, although he, has, he had pace in P1 and in qualifying. Unfortunately, his fast lap got up, which he was two purple sectors, got cut off due to a red flag. So he oh. suffered in the sprint race and then got punted out, which was a shame to see. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good to see his junior categories on track. Uh, it actually, I think it showcases Albert Park a bit more as a racing track because yeah. as we know, the racing is a lot more competitive and you see a lot more passing in those junior formulas. But to see it on Albert Park just reiterates what a great race track it is for me. So, yeah, it's been good. Agree. I mean, despite the, the end to that F2 sprint race that we watched before qualifying, which ended in yellow flag on yellow flag and we ended up with a racing lap at the end. Good to see. And I think the junior formulas will do well 
at Albert Park going forward. Yeah, I hope they keep coming back. Yeah. We've just signed on till 2035 for Melbourne, so who knows? There's talk of a night race in the coming years, so that's good. But we are talking about Formula One, of course. Uh, we're certainly not talking about supercars. Who would talk about supercars? Not this podcast. That is for <laughs> certain. Um Campy qualify. Well, we've had FP1 and 2, which were had some issues uh, earlier. FP1, the GPS tracking system stopped working. Um, FP2, there was rain at the end of the session. So it was really hard to get any kind of data for the teams to then come into qualifying. FP3 wasn't too bad. I was trackside for that. It wasn't real good for Checo. But what I was going to say Jeez, is what a the entire time has Get been rid of him. terrible for Checo. What what happened? What's been going on with that second oh, Red Bull? I think it's just car setup. I think it's got to do with his brake balance in the front end because he continually locks the fronts going into wherever he's going. So I don't think it's on entry. I think it's when the mid-corner, when they try to pick up the throttle or just before it, you know, they, they're they locking up brakes and it's doing strange things. And the back end stepping out too. Uncharacteristic for that Red Bull car. It's not what Max did in qualifying, but check OJ's. Get rid of him. Bring the badger <laughs> back. Get the badger back in. <laughs> Tommy, we saw um, Christian Horner's comments to Zach Brown. It was yeah. an answer question to. Uh, <laughs> what just, have you been feeding him too much? Just. Uh, um, it looks like the. Uh, well, okay, let's start this point again. Come on, brain, work. <laughs> the. Uh, said that he needed a bit of a, a, a break, a bit of a, a rest period. Um, but he's come back to Formula One. He's come back home to, to the Oz Grand Prix and he's done a whole bunch of activations with Optus and a few other people um, and that's been fine. But I think he probably his hunger for Formula One is well and truly back. I think it's one of those ones he was so fed up with McLaren, rightly so, and it's only just now that he's come back to Melbourne. But he's just come back to Melbourne and he's got a sniff of what he's missing out on. This is the first time that he's been back at a F1 weekend and not been competing. He hasn't been at the first two races, so he hasn't had that opportunity to miss it as such. Whereas now everything's happening and he's a passenger and he's kind of sitting on the sidelines having to watch and I don't think he likes it. I think he wants to be back in the middle and he wants to be competing. Certainly not going to be wanting to compete in a McLaren, though, because it has been a no good, very bad time for Oscar Piastri. Um, It was not a good Q1 campy, was it, for for Oscar? Couldn't quite get the setup right, is what he said to Rachel Brooks in the post-quali chat. Yeah. But the kid does have pace. Oh. The car does not have pace. The car has no pace. And seven one-thousandths in your third Grand Prix, missing out on... Q2 is not a bad result. Considering the gap to Lando, a tenth and a bit, not a big deal for your third Grand Prix, but there is some genuine issues with that McLaren. No, they've made some massive changes since we last had a chat. Um, there's things happening within the organisation, but the car, we're not going to see any real change in the car for probably until next year, really. I think this is, you know, restructuring. They finally get their wind tunnel. So they can finally do some actual testing of their designs. <laughs> Won't make a difference. Um, anyway, look, I, I hope for Ostr- for Oscar the car gets better, but um, mm, I, I hope for Ostrich it gets better too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Just like the whole, the whole entire Channel Ten broadcast. <laughs> can I just say, if you're going to spend stupid amounts of money on broadcasting the biggest event held in Australia every year, can you get it fucking right? It has been an absolute disaster. I'm sitting here talking, listening to some chick who knows absolutely nothing about the sport 
Tell me Oscar's name is Oscar Piastri. Sounds <laughs> like he's got a stick up his ass when he says it. Sorted out Channel 10. And I'll tell you what, there's a hell of a lot of things going on this Grand Prix weekend, this weekend, which is everything wrong with society. A bunch of fucking nobodies that show up that think they know everything about it. It drives me mental. Sort it out, F1. Do it properly next year. Oh, that was a bit of a Just felt the... Hot tip. I felt, the, <laughs> I felt the blood. I felt the blood pressure rise. I can feel it over there. I had to start sake, gaining you shit. down <laughs> on the console. Joyous. Could feel it coming. How do you really feel? Wow. Coming up next, um, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Mate, featuring it's been a while since you've had a you candy rant. You know, there's yeah. so much of this Grand Prix this week that's gone on with all the influencers trying to get some clout. But no, absolutely nothing about this sport and make it shit to watch. I'll tell you what's exciting though is uh, one Rant little over. one little podcast that started in Frankston got a, a very little chat with Valtteri Bottas, yeah. which was bloody fantastic. I was there Big week for you, Drew. I was there fine. Big week for you. First former Formula One driver in Juan Pablo Montoya. Yeah. Um, I also met his son Seb, who is really, really a really lovely dude. He also was like. Oh, Sky sucks, <laughs> which is great. Um, and then Valtteri, which yes. uh, which was also fantastic. And and not that he listened to this, but a shout out to Shy, who is the digital content creator for Alfa Romeo. He's also a very very super lovely dude um, and a legendary bunch of people who are supporting Valtteri. And I think the difference between one of those top tier teams like Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari versus Alfa Romeo, as much as we want them to be quick, they're not as quick. And mm. so the pressure doesn't feel the same. And certainly it just felt like they were happy to be there. I mean, it's a partner event. Probably was a little bit longer than it needed to be. But it was great to, to catch up with Valtteri because he was happy to answer questions. And I, I said this to you guys off air and listener, if you're wondering why I didn't ask about the Australian things and the mallet and everything else, is we'd just come out of a 25-minute Q&A session where every single question yep. to him was about his mullet, about VB and about the Australiana stuff. Oh, so, I think you nailed the Australiana stuff quite well without explicitly doing it. You asked questions in and around that space, which I found more engaging than anyone else was asking. Thank you for your Which support. Which is why we're very proud of you, Jim. Oh, I love that's very. very Tommy, yeah. We sat here and watched a bit of the race day together today. All we did was compliment you, Bob. <laughs> as soon as you got here, though, all we did was rag on you because that's how we work. Did, do you, do you, <laughs> you can't say it to his face. Do you feel super important? Don't let him know. No. <laughs> Do you feel more connected to the F1 grid than we do? Uh, no. Because you are better than us? You can't You can't feel more connected to anyone from the support category media tent um, at, at our park. Free food or what? There was sandwiches but only for like two hours and I'm pretty sure they were picked up from the servo the day before. 7-Eleven sangers. Uh, look, I think it's an interesting point not to dwell on this too much because we do love the fact that Grand Prix is here and we do love people mm. are getting involved in Formula 1 but it does seem, and this is kind of the chat that I was having with Scott from Champagne and Slicks uh, during uh, the week before this in terms of the old versus the new fan and I wouldn't even put a lot of these people in new fan category. They're not anything near the sport in terms of what they know, what the understanding of it. I'm happy. Can I also say though, if you are a new fan and you want to learn about sport, fantastic. Love it. Happy to talk to you about it. I took some friends of mine and some family of mine around the circuit talking to them about certain things and they loved it because they're like, oh, that's what the flashing lights mean. Oh, that's how DRS works and all that stuff. Martin Brundle does a good job of doing sometimes if he's allowed to talk to unless Crofty's cut him (laughs) off. We bought out our C grade team this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they did. But 
over, overall, though, it does feel. I mean, it, it's busier it already. I think it was a hundred. It was one hundred and twenty-two thousand people yesterday. Sixty thousand people the day before. I think I just got an email from the Grand Prix about the attendance for today was uh, one hundred twenty-nine thousand seven hundred forty-eight. So we are. I mean, these are all record numbers as well. Every we are day. getting there. Yeah. Which is good for the sport and it's good for the Australian Grand Prix Corporation, fine. But you could feel it on the ground, even when you and I, Tommy, you went yep. to, in 2019, it just felt busier. There was more people not necessarily always engaged. The entertainment is also happening at the same time as there's on-track action. You don't need that. Can you tell the band to turn off while yeah. people are trying to watch? Like all that kind of stuff too. It doesn't I feel like an old man yelling at a cloud, but like- <laughs> Love that. When you go to Spa, mm. you've got people who will sit there in a raincoat on that hill who want to just watch Formula One cars go fast. And that's kind of what we love about the sport. The, the flashing lights and the, the celebrities and the music and the ancillary things that come with Formula One and the circus that follows it around the world doesn't really appeal to me. I kind of want to watch these machines go as fast as possible. We were sitting here on my couch yelling at the TV watching Max set blistering pace and absolutely destroy that track. And that's what we're excited about. That's the most excited I've been all week and Formula One's been record-breaking in in Melbourne. Like, talk to me about the track stuff. Let's let's focus on what's happening there. Yeah, don't give me all the rest of the garbage. Yeah. Which is a part of F1 too. It is. And I understand that that's a part of it, but it frustrates me as a fan of the sport for it to be shoved in our face like it has been. Now, interestingly, there's no penalties so far, Good. at least who I'm reading. So no one like yeah. Charles Leclerc is carrying anything into what what are the results. I mean, we are recording right now, so something will happen any second. Sometimes you just have to record right now, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> Max, Max may take a grid penalty, grid penalty for a gearbox because he said he was having problems before he wiped off half a That's, half a second off. That his. is a good point, very true. Mm. But if there is an issue, we might change it for the race. What what is interesting to me is that uh, I think the previous uh, time set around the Grand Prix circuit was like one twenty in terms of yep. our record. We've yep. now got one sixteen point seven three two. Mind some lap. Mind blowing. Um, the only thing, other thing that's more mind blowing is sitting here and watching all of the uh, helicopters leave the Grand Prix circuit and fly to Crown, <laughs> which is about three kilometers. Which is all. Which is a great great sight. It's just. Um, yeah, why drive when you can get a helicopter, I'm I suppose? One back, down <laughs> back down to cows. Back to the <laughs> Back down to the Porsche hospitality suite. Uh, uh, very good. Um but it was it was Max's weekend. It was not or so far I should say it's not been Checo Perez's weekend. And it's interesting because Aston Martin did manage to get some success, but it's not the success, not the success that we were expecting. Uh, here are here is the starting grid for tomorrow. Uh, so Max Verstappen starts in first. And the, the surprise, really, lads, for both of these cars is George Russell in second and Lewis Oof. Hamilton in third. Uh, Fernando Alonso then starts Oof. in fourth with Carlos Sainz, the fastest Ferrari Tommy T, which you are stoked about. Yep, because I literally just changed my team to Charlotte Claire, so mm, Well done. It's always the way. Always. <laughs> how that works. <laughs> uh, Lance Stroll in sixth, Charles Leclerc. In seventh, Alex Albon, Williams, eighth. Love it. Bloody fantastic. Love it. Uh, followed by Pierre Gasly in the Alpine in ninth. Nico Hülkenberg in tenth for Haas. 
Um, not as good a first qualifying lap as Kevin Magnussen. No, though. Kevin Magnussen's uh, opening Campy, lap was outstanding. As Campy it? said about Q1, Kevin Magnussen's oh. lap was just outstanding. <laughs> I wish we were live streaming that. Yeah. A little bit of a watch. There was a lot of good moments in yeah. the three of us being together watching this. Esteban Ocon in 11th, Yuki Tsunoda in 12th. Uh, ahead of Lando Norris in a McLaren in 13th, Kevin Magnussen 14th, Nick DeVries in 15th, Oscar Piastri in 16th, Joe Guan Yu in 17th. A real shock that Alfa Romeo is so far back. Logan mm. Sargent in 18th and Valtteri Bottas in 19th. Some some interesting things going on, lads, with the Alfa Romeo. When I spoke to Valtteri, he said that he could, you know, from a race pace point of view, he was expecting top seven yeah. for both cars. Remember when I said that because he's a new Australian, he was going to get all this distraction from the media? And the bad luck that we've had at our group. Maybe I'm the prophet now, Campy. You can step aside. I'll take that mantle. Do you want that mantle? No. no. You, <laughs> you can keep it. Are you leading the fantasy league? No, no I'm in the top 1600 or something. Like? I am leading the fantasy league. Where are you, are you are in you the first? world? No, I'm first. No, you're not. He is. He's the first. Oh, that's disappointing. He's in the top, top what of the world? What, 1600. 1,600 or something. Top 1,600 people in the world. No 30 under 30 for Campy. It's 1,600 out of however many billions of people live in the world, and that's where you'll find him. better than you two, so that's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) All that matters. Uh, Look, it is going to be – I think it's going to be an interesting race. Just looking at this starting grid here, with Mercedes being so far to the front, it's likely we're going to see Max Verstappen walk away, and that is probably – or drive into the summer. Right for my fantasy. Um, Right for my fantasy. (laughs) Mine too. Uh, (laughs) I will be interested to see Fernando Alonso versus these two Mercedes because he knows that that's where his fight is. It's not with Red Bull. It's with Merck. Yeah. And Carlos and the Ferrari will be interesting to see their race pace as well. So two Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Aston Martin, Ferrari. Mm. I think it's going to be quite spicy yeah. in that uh, the rest of the podium positions unless Max Verstappen has an issue or a penalty camp, yeah. as you say. We won't know that until tomorrow, of course. Um, but it is going to be... A very interesting race indeed. Uh, that's it for this episode, our little wrap-up of qualifying. Uh, we're heading straight to the pub for a catch-up with some of our listeners. Um, if that's you, we're looking forward to seeing you. If it's not you, if you're here for the <laughs> Grand Prix next week. that by now? We haven't edited it they, yet. They, well, I'm about to, and <laughs> I doubt they've had an opportunity to leave the circuit yet that's because true. I tried to get in and it took a very long time. Um, but thanks so much for listening. We really love doing this for you guys. Appreciate the support. If you want to subscribe, please feel free to do so and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify in the mobile app. Lads. Tomorrow is the day. Looking forward to catching up on Monday morning for our race review podcast, which will be live then. A massive thank you to you for listening. See you next time. What is your business called? TJC Electrical and Data. And Darts. And And Darts. And Darts. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.